What is the importance of gut health in early childhood? How can you promote healthy gut bacteria in your child? And then how can the gut bacteria microbiome affect your child's mood and temperament? Let's find out with Dr. Mark Corkins, Division Chief of Pediatric Gastroenterology at Labonner Children's Hospital. This is the Peds Pod by Labonner Children's Hospital. I'm Bill Klaproth. Dr. Corkins, it is great to talk with you. Thank you so much for your time. So how can having a healthy gut during your childhood help your overall health as an adult? So the gut is where we get all the fuel and all the nutrients that we need to run our body and in childhood to build our body. Now, so a healthy gut is extremely important to overall health. Again, because that's our fuel, those are our building blocks. Now, a healthy gut begins with a healthy diet. A good portion of the skeleton you'll have the rest of your life is laid down by age 16. So if you don't get enough calcium, phosphorus, vitamin D, you're at higher risk to have osteoporosis when you're older. The other thing is you're not only feeding yourself, but you're feeding the flora. We have 10 to the 12 bacteria that live in our colon that share the space with us. So what you feed yourself, you also feed them. So that flora depends on what you feed them. Good studies show us that the flora is different in infants that are breastfed versus infants that are formula fed. So that healthy gut and that healthy diet is very important. I like how you said a healthy gut begins with a healthy diet. That really puts it in perspective. So are there some things that are vital for kids to do now to have good gut health in the future? And if so, what are they? The good news is, in a way, all of us know it. A good diet is balance. We talk about a balanced diet, and everybody knows that term, balanced diet. So we need foods from every food group. We need some fruits. We need some vegetables. We need some proteins. We need some grains. Now, I'm a gastroenterologist. I'm a GI specialist. I can tell you that we have digestive enzymes that break down carbohydrates. We have ones that break down fats. We have ones that break down proteins. We're designed to digest a wide variety of foods. And I'm just going to be general here, but any diet that is skewed to one thing more than anything else or eliminates things from the diet leads to risks for nutrition issues. You know, if you're eliminating dairy products, you worry about the calcium and phosphorus and vitamin D. So a diet that is skewed or eliminates things, like I said, is a risky diet. That's really interesting. So what you're saying is our gut is designed for balance and it's ready to take on all food groups, fruits, vegetables, proteins, and grains. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have the digestive insights for proteins, like I said, carbohydrates and fats. We're designed to get all of them and use them all. So that's very good to remember. As you said earlier, a healthy gut begins with a healthy diet. So what effect then does gut bacteria slash microbiome have on mood? And then how can this affect the temperament of a child? So this is one of those areas right now that there's a lot of what I call pop science going on. Now, there's no concrete scientific evidence as of today that there's this direct effect of microbiome on mood and brain and all that. Now, there's some studies that say maybe there's some interaction. Again, we just don't know yet. But if you feel good, you have a better mood. If you feel bad, you tend to have a worse mood. If you look at the actual studies, of course, they all say the same thing at the end. We need more and larger studies. There's lots of studies that show the flora is different in different diseases. 
Now, the big question that comes out of that is that's the cause of the disease or because of the disease. Now, how do you separate that? So the flora is different in obese patients. Now, is this because of their diet or is this because of the obesity or is this the cause of the obesity? So this is, again, it's really difficult to sort all that out. But that said, if your gut isn't healthy, neither is your flora. Again, so if you don't feel good, you tend to have mood problems. So I'm coming full circle here back to diet. Poor diet, flora is altered. The way your gut works is different. That's why it's so hard to say these issues because they're all tied together. They all interact. And one of the biggest points I always like to make in these articles these folks are reading and looking at out there is they talk about fixing the flora with a probiotic. Mm-hmm. But maybe we should try to fix our diets. Wouldn't that make a whole lot more sense? Although that's a lot more work to fix our diets. We want to eat what we want and then maybe take a probiotic to fix it. So go right to the root of the problem instead of just yep. trimming the leaves. So I love how you called that pop science. And then you put this in such clear terms. If you feel good, chances are you're going to be in a good mood. Absolutely. If you feel bad or you're sick, you don't feel well, chances are you're going to be in a bad mood. So you're making this very, very clear for us about how our diet really can affect our mood. We're talking about mood. How does gut bacteria Speak to our brains. How does it affect our brains then? So this is a fascinating area of research right now. So there are compounds of the bacteria release. They interact with each other. The bacteria interact with each other within the gut, and they interact with the gut lining. And what's interesting is that there seems to be our gut lining interacts with our bacteria. And there's all sorts of conjecture right now that the flora release substances that work on the brain directly. Again, so some of this is like preliminary stuff. There's all this pop science about the flora leading to autism and ADHD and a whole host of other uh, other problems. Now, right now, again, no concrete science that says, yep, there's a definite proof. You know, there's a smoking gun. There's no absolute proof of that. But they're finding about all these factors and how they interact with, again, the bacteria themselves interact with each other. It's like a community in there. And then our body feeds back to that. And bacteria do good things for us. People think bacteria are bad, but they do a lot of great things for our gut. So no proof that the gut flora leads to autism and or ADHD. What about abnormalities in gut bacteria? Can those be linked to anxiety, depression, and hyperactivity? And then what can be done to fix those types of abnormalities? Again, there is no proof, concrete proof, that those bacteria are linked to those. Again, no proof at this point. But one of the important things to realize is, again, you feel better, you tend to have a better mood. You're not as anxious if you feel better. You're not as depressed. Now, I'm going to go all the way back full circle and say, then let's fix our diet. I'm a gastroenterologist. Fix your diet. Eat a well-balanced diet. Regular exercise. Regular quality sleep. And then I I always talk about minimizing your electronics use. It's funny. We'll sit and, you know, look at our phones, but actually what we'd be better off doing is putting it down for a little bit and taking a walk. So... I love what you're saying. This isn't very complicated, people. No. Eat a well-balanced diet, right? Yep. Get regular exercise. Pay attention to sleep. I think finally we're starting to understand in this country the importance of sleep. Yep. 
We've always written it off before. I can, I only get six hours of sleep and I can keep going. We're learning that is so damaging to your health right now. So get enough sleep, pay attention to your sleep and minimize electronics use, especially before bedtime, because that can disrupt your sleep. And like you say, put the phone down and go for a walk, get out in the air and walk exercise. It's good for you. Absolutely. I love it. So this is a great message. Very easy for us to understand. Healthy gut begins with a healthy diet. Pay attention to your diet and all those basic things that we should be doing on a regular basis. Dr. Corkins, this has really been informative. Thank you so much for your time. It's my pleasure. That's Dr. Mark Corkins. And to learn more, visit labonner.org slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe to the Peds Pod on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also check out labonner.org slash podcast to view our full podcast library. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. This is the Peds Pod by Labonner Children's Hospital. Thanks for listening. <laughs>